Well, hello there and welcome. It is Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you. A lot of reasons for you to tune in today. Stay tuned in and call in. One of those reasons is because it is the first Friday of the month. We honor uh, Jesus Christ and his passion every Friday, but especially on the first Friday of the month, many parishes have Eucharistic adoration and exposition and benediction and all of that. So it's uh, it's our first Friday of the month, Debbie, and as we carried over from last year, this is the second year we've been doing First Fridays on The Real Presence. And it's, it's a very important show and a very popular show. We have a lot of activity, so we ask you to please call in at 833-288-3986, The Real Presence, Jesus in the Most Holy Eucharist, the Body, Blood, Soul, and Divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the Eucharist. This is the source and summit of our faith. Just go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church and read the paragraphs because you really um, should know what you believe and what you want to promote, and that is the Eucharist. Very important during this Eucharistic revival. We're at the parish phase of the Eucharistic revival, so we are asked to talk about the Eucharist, and we are doing that today. We need your help. We need the Take-Two family. I'm going to say it, Jerry. You can't hold me back any longer. Don't get started with your weekend. And yet, please call in 833-288-3986. Well, it's interesting, Debbie, was you were telling us you're going to go to First Friday Mass after the show. And I had mm-hmm. got back from First Friday Mass this morning, and I just finished serving at benediction for my pastor here at the, the Basilica of St. Paul in Daytona Beach. So a lot of people getting involved, directly participating in the First Friday devotion. Do you do that in your parish? Does your parish have that? Do you get adoration? Maybe you have 24-7 adoration and you've got a time slot or two or three or more during the week. Tell us why you do that. Tell us why you love to go before the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Um, just talk about your belief in the real presence and how that has impacted your spiritual life. And, of course, if you don't believe or if you doubt or you just aren't certain what Catholics believe about Jesus Christ being really present in the Blessed Sacrament, the host and the, uh, and the, uh, and the cup are the body and blood of Christ. If you have doubts or anything you want to ask about, give us a call, 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six, And we will most likely point you to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and I would highly recommend that you maybe take some time this weekend and sit down with the family and read the paragraphs on the Eucharist. Very, very important. Blessed Carlo Acutis, 15 years old, knew the Catechism inside and out. Do we? We should. We should really know the catechism, what we believe. It's a big book, but the paragraphs are only, you know, two and three sentences. So it's easy to read. It takes about usually 20 to 30 minutes per section. So if you have 30 minutes, please carve that out this weekend with your family and sit down and say, this is what we believe, the source and summit of our faith. We have Matt and Ace and Jeff in place. Jeff is at social media. He does a fine job. Matt Gabinski is waiting and willing and able to answer your calls. Ace is at the controls and he always does a superb job at making us all sound very smooth. So it's a wonderful production and um, hopefully you're getting a lot out of it. Please share it on social media. We need to uh, spread um, episodes like this far and wide. So please help us be our field force out there and spread it far and wide. Also like us on Facebook, Jerry and Debbie Facebook page, and maybe visit us if you need any assistance um, in your life um, plan 
and uh, what God maybe wants for you and you need help uh, and assistance in discovering that and creating a plan that you can work on, you can visit us at standtalltoday.com. But today we're talking about the real presence, the most holy Eucharist. Thank goodness phone lines are starting to light up. That's good, Jerry. And that means we should have another great discussion this month. Well, we want you to come strong, Take Two Family, on this, not only the end of a week, but the first Friday of the month. We always dedicate that to talking about the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. I happen to be leading a Thursday evening adult faith formation class here, and we're going through a six-video series with Scott Hahn, the Eucharist in Scripture. It is just it is just mesmerizing. And uh, last night we watched the video where Scott shared his story of um, realizing through a study of the Bible and and the Church Fathers that the Catholic Church was his true spiritual home, and, and it was through the Mass and the Eucharist as it's laid out in the book of Revelation. So I'm just on fire for this right now. I'm ready for this conversation. And who else wants to talk about the Eucharist, the real presence of Jesus? 833-288-3986. We can thank St. Thomas Aquinas and uh, St. Augustine and many other church um fathers, doctors of the church, and theologians that helped us form um, the the theology on angels. The angels, is the, it is a truth of our faith, but the theology of angels has been developed over time, okay? And many um, saints, Jerry, have said that when we go to uh, Mass, when we go to the Most Holy Mass, and the, the rooftop of the church opens, and mm. angels descend— completely down into oh, yeah. the the altar area is that amazing when i think about that sometimes when i go to mass i think about the rooftop opening and here comes all these angels that's pretty yeah. incredible it for is. the eucharist if, mm-hmm. if our eyes could see what is spiritually going on in the mass in the sanctuary around the altar around the priest, and then, of course, the consecrated bread and wine that become the body and blood of jesus we'd be blown away but Maybe you, uh, maybe you have a unique way of preparing. Preparing to receive the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist is so important. Do you get to Mass early? Do you say certain specific prayers, or do you just do what comes to your mind or your heart? What about uh, you know, post-communion, Thanksgiving, when you go back to kneel down or sit in your pew? What do you like to do? What do you like to say to Jesus? Anything in particular there? How has the Eucharist been maybe healing in your life. Uh, Maybe it's brought you physical healing or maybe an emotional healing of some kind. 833-288-EWTN is the number to call on this first Friday of the month. 833-288-3986. So back to the angels. It does tie in directly to the Eucharist, the holy, holy, holy. That is Mm -hmm. the the great um, adoration of the angels. Uh, you know, adoring God. You know, when you look at a tabernacle, most most tabernacles, not all, but most tabernacles, either right on the tabernacle itself or on, right out just next to the tabernacle, has two angels. Why is why is that? Because they are the best adorers of the Eucharist. Are you an adorer of the Eucharist? Let's talk about it. Eight three three two eight eight. 3986. The Real Presence Show today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. We are live. We expect your call. Please join us. We'll be right back.
Well, we have a lot of you already in the queue online being screened by Matt Kavinsky with your takes on first Friday of the month and the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. We do this every first Friday, and we have this is the second year we've been doing this because you seem to love the show so much. Your participation is very robust, so we appreciate that. Um, before we go to the phones, I want to tell you about, uh, well, I don't need to tell you. You already know that Advent is really, it's right around the corner. It's less than two months away. December 3rd, Sunday, December 3rd is when Advent starts this year, and EWTN Religious Catalog wants you to be ready for the the start of Advent. They've got a purple ribbon Advent wreath with candles, and you can enter with hopeful anticipation the arrival of Jesus of Nazareth with this festive Advent wreath. It's made of traditional greenery. It's highlighted with purple ribbons and balls, pine cones and golden berries, measures 11 inches in diameter, and three violet candles and one rose candle are included. It's a perfect symbol for us to engage in prayer, meditation, and scripture study leading up to our Lord's celebration of birth. The Purple Ribbon Advent Wreath with Candles, available now at EWTNRC.com, where you get free standard shipping in the continental United States for $75 or more on your order. Just use the code FREE when you check out, but definitely get a hold of this Advent Wreath. It sounds great. That was a beautiful description, Jerry. You almost make me want to leave right now and go to EWTNRC and pick that up. Well, there's <laughs> that was always very good. right after the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll always visit EWTNRC.com. I'll be doing, I've been doing that since August because I've been um, Christmas shopping already, Jerry, and I haven't wow. gotten your gift yet. No. That's okay. Okay, just letting I'll you know. I'll give you more time. <laughs> Okay, we're going to move to James in Carrollton, Texas, on our friends at Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, James. You are first up on our Real Presence show. Welcome. Hey, good morning. How are y'all doing? Doing well, James. How about you? I'm doing just fine. Thank you for asking. Great. So what do you have for us? Well, I I was calling because um, I wanted to make a good point in... And what, what I've, I kind of went over a lesson with it. I'm in St. Uh, Catherine of Siena in Carrollton, Texas. And our nights, we have a men's group called Joe's, Joe Catholic. And I just recently did a lesson on it, and I think it's really important for people to know about Jesus' sacred heart. And now that's part of one of the reasons we have adoration. Um, and then there's a promise with the sacred heart. Uh, there's there's several promises, but one of the ones I'm thinking of prominently is the promise uh, that Jesus gives to us whenever we conceive or when we receive the Eucharist nine consecutive months in a row on the first Friday, uh, and this kind of goes in correlation with what y'all were talking about earlier with a lot of chapels uh, or churches around the United States having adoration. Uh, you know, 24 hours out of the day, the first Friday, uh, the Eucharist being just as important, receiving the Eucharist. And then they may not even know it, but they might be receiving a promise from Jesus, um, one of his holy blessings, if they do this nine months in a row. And so I, I really just wanted to point people over to go and learn more about Jesus's sacred heart and one of the promises that he gives to you. I didn't want to reveal all of it. I guess it's up to y'all if, you, if we want to, but I thought it'd be a good way to lean people more into the Eucharist, how adoration came about, and the sacred heart of Jesus, what he promises for us through, through that uh, devotion. 
Go ahead, Deb. Um, real quickly, James, I'm very familiar with the First Friday devotion because my hu- husband and I practice the First Friday devotion, so I'm very familiar with it. Um, it's it's after you're abs- you're spot on about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. That image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, the the image that we're, we are all familiar with, um, comes from. Um, the 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 devotion and and the um private revelation to saint margaret mary alacoque and i will tell you that there are many websites um to go to the first friday devotion to learn the history um learn about this great saint saint margaret mary uh a, a fabulous saint uh, spreading the devotion of the sacred heart everyone should have a prominent image of the sacred heart of jesus i believe in your home i would recommend the twin hearts or the triple hearts of, with saint joseph as well um and um have it blessed put it in your home and it talks about those um, con- nine consecutive first fridays of attending mass, receiving communion, and going to confession, and then it's associated with the promises, and it talks about, I'll just go briefly, James and Jerry, um, and, it, and it's listed, um, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state of light. State of life. I will establish peace in their homes. I will comfort them in all their afflictions. It goes on and on and on and on, all the way down to twelve, uh, and it says at the at the twelfth one, I promise you. Um, in the excessive mercy of my heart, that my all-powerful, powerful love will grant to those all who communicate on the first Fridays in nine consecutive months the graces of final penitence, that they shall not die in my disgrace, nor without receiving their sacraments. My divine heart shall be their safe refuge in this last moment. So you've got all these promises for life. And then the promises when we transition um, from death um, in death, and these promises are not some kind of like, well, I have to do this to get this. This is a devotion. This is a private revelation that was revealed, but it is very powerful. The first Friday and first Saturday devotions are spot on, and they are spiritual game changers. Did I capture it, James, in a very quick fashion? Yes, and. Thank you so much for filling that in. Um, yeah, I, I just really, I, whenever I read all about this and, and I learned about how uh, St. Margaret the Great, she's, she's one of very few, if not the only great uh, lady saint, if, I, if I'm correct. Uh, um, and, and, I, and I just, learning about the Sacred Heart really got to me, and, and I just think a lot more uh, need to know about his promises and, and what, what we can receive from him outside of just outside of just adoration, uh, and like you said, being and giving the uh, Sacred Heart or all three Sacred Hearts, uh, the Immaculate Heart, Joseph's Heart, and Sacred Heart, mm-hmm. in your house and getting them in throne. That's yeah. another beautiful step. Um, That's right. That's right. But James, real quickly, you said something. I just want to make sure we get it clear because people tune in and out of the radio. And Jerry, I didn't mean to just jump in, but let me just share this real quickly. Ace McKay, our producer on EWTN.com. Of course, EWTN always has us covered. There's a there's an there's a um, article there that that Ace will post first Friday devotion. Um, with all the promises there. So Ace will take care of that on our website, take2show.com, and on our our Facebook page, Jerry and Debbie Facebook page. So Ace will take care of that. And you made one comment about about St. Margaret Mary being what type of saint? I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. 
the great? The the great. The great. The great. Or oh. was it? Yeah, oh, I'm trying okay. to go off my memory. Correct? Am oh. I correct? Um, I have never, I have never heard of that like that. I do know that she, she was, um, definitely, um, the, the saint that promoted the sacred heart image and the devotion. And she had a, a very specific mission. So, um, I would definitely consider her an, an amazing saint, James. So that's what I know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I know about her. Just so you know, James and Jerry, my mom's middle name was Margaret. So we were very big on St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. And we have a gigantic Sacred Heart image in our home when we were kids. And now I have that image because my mother passed away. So thank you, James. God bless you. I had an aunt named Margaret. And of course, we got our dear friend Margaret on Mercer Island just outside of Seattle. So that's right. A lot of lot of Margaret's named after St. Margaret Mary. So yeah. All right, we're talking about the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist today. What does it mean to you to go to adoration, to receive Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist? Preparation for a Thanksgiving after. Um, maybe you have family or friends, you know, who just think you're kind of a wacky Catholic for believing something like that. What do you say to them? Do you, do you, are, you, are you prepared to give a defense for what you believe? 833 833- Two eight eight three nine eight six. All right, Johnny is in San Antonio listening to us also on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Johnny. How you doing, Jerry and Debbie? Great. Thanks for calling. Very good. Yeah, I uh, guess uh, we took pictures together and everything the last time you guys were here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. Hello, but how anyway, are you? I want, very good, very good. Really, really quick, uh, uh, Debbie reminded me of something as you were talking about speaking that uh, too bad. We can't, the roof on the church, we can't notice when it opens up and see the angels come down. And it brought to mind, uh, I don't know if you guys, I know Church Pop put it out a while back, and it's a little short video, six to seven uh, minutes long, and I was telling the call screener that uh, I use that with my, I've been teaching confirmation classes the last year for confirmation, though, for about, this is my 16th year, actually, and I use this video, and it's called The Veil Removed. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have heard of it. Oh, yeah. But, I've seen uh, it, yeah. Okay. And it specifically deals with that. And I said, man, that reminded me of when Debbie was talking. They go, let me see if they mm-hmm. learned about it. And if not, then maybe people around it, they can YouTube it, and it, it comes on. It's for free. You know, just watch it. And I usually show it to my kids, and I always I, I always pump the volume on it because, mm-hmm. you know, you can watch a horror movie, a suspenseful movie, and turn off the volume. It's not scary at all. You know, you just watch it. It might be gory, but it's not scary. But when you put the volume on there, that makes the whole movie. Well, the same thing with the, I use that, you know, that same mentality with this video, and I crank up the volume, and it's like, I mean, the kids really, I mean, it's going to be boring, Mr. John. He says, just watch it, you know, and I put it on, and it's like, oh, wow, you know. And I tell them that's exactly what happens at every single mass throughout the world, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's eye-opening for them. So I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I've seen the video. It is very beautiful, and one of the things I like about it is it does highlight the presence of the angels uh, in the sacrifice of the Mass and, and, and their role and their participation and their presence and all of that, and it is very realistic, and yeah, it's, it is only, it's a short one. I think it's about a little over seven minutes, Johnny, as you said, so I would encourage anyone who's listening right now, um, go I just do a YouTube, YouTube search or really just any kind of an internet search for The Veil, V-E-I-L, The Veil Removed, 
And it was actually the first thing that came up just a moment ago when I did a, a search for that. So I encourage everybody who's uh, listening right now, Debbie, to take a look at that. And you would be really proud of me, Johnny and Jerry, because when that first came out, I promoted it all over social media because I was very moved. And I thought, wow, if I, I mean, I just I, I started crying and, and so did my sister and we were passing it around on, around the family. So then I said, I'm going to put it out on social media. So there you go, Johnny. And now you just made me find it again and I will I will send it out again. It's always great to send things out multiple times, okay? Very good. Thank you guys. Thanks, Thank Johnny, you. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Um Ace is going to post, we're getting a lot of messages saying, can Ace post the 12 promises from St. Margaret Mary Alacoque? Yes, Ace is right on top of it. So you don't need to worry and, and read it deeply. It talks about putting the, putting the sacred heart image in your home and then the, and then the uh, graces and blessings and the ability to move hearts. And then when you die, you, you can feel safe that you're going to be in God's arms and he's not going to let you, um, you know, be abandoned. <laughs> and right? it's beautiful how many of these, uh, in many cases, unknown devotions we have, or little-known devotions, yeah. um, where we can uh, really, um, like, uh, take time off of purgatory, or, you know, some, you know, Blessed Mother, she talks about, you know, we will, she will be with us at the hour of our death on one of the scapular promises, and so many, we got so many beautiful things as Catholics, so let's Tap into those. Take advantage of them. 833-288-3986. Tell us about your love for the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. And we'll talk to Laura next, who's outside of Boston, Massachusetts, listening on the Station of the Cross. Hi, Laura. Hi. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to think I never talked on the radio before. I don't know why, but I listen a lot. Let me say that. Uh, I suppose this is a first for me. And I had had COVID. And oh my gosh, I never I had anything like it. And I'm I'm almost all better, but not quite. And I'm ninety, and I and we can't waste any time. I gotta get well. And I was hoping that it would be God would listen. I asked to be in your book. In fact, I called twice to make sure that I was in that book. And mm-hmm. the gentleman, the the uh, screener, was very kind. He kind of recognized me the next time, and he asked how I'm feeling. Well. I'm okay, but not really. I don't sleep too well. Uh, I pray to Carlo Kutis and Salinas Casey and Patrick mm-hmm. Payton, and I'm saying, you know, that we want them to be saints someday, and I guess that's the, I guess that's what they're striving for, and uh, of the church, I know, and I, I just every saint I can think of, I, I'm kind of trying to get familiar with enough of them so that I can get the comfort that it's that yeah. you get when when you call on a beautiful saint that you know uh, i i even like the um the, the, my, one for my head one for my you know agatha and uh mm-hmm. you know you name it mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm doing my job here and i'm going to receive communion today when i'm done here i'll run into the church because it'll be about that time and i'm outside the church now and i'm I'm just wanting a prayers from people that I know God listens to, mm. and I'd be very grateful and happy if you would say, bless, ask mm-hmm. God to bless me. Well, 
Well, you got it, Laura. I put you uh, definitely in the book um, for sure. But here's something um, maybe even a little bit better today, because I don't believe there's any accident with God. I'm actually um, communicating with the mother of Blessed Carlo Acutis today, um, Antonia Salzano. And I will I will mention your name, Laura from Boston, Massachusetts, and she wants um, your son, Carlo, to, to uh, remember her, okay? Wow, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. That's very kind of you, Debbie. Nice. Nicely done. I love Antonia. She is amazing. All right, 833-288-3986. Do you love the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist? Call and tell us why today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. glad you are with us here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. It is your show, and it has been for about eight and a quarter years here on EWTN Radio. So what we do is we just come up with some topics. Sometimes you suggest topics, and we put them on the calendar, and we get to those. And actually, it was this at the start of 2022 that we decided to devote First Fridays to the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. And it was so popular, a huge hit of a topic for you that we have carried that over here already uh, almost, in, almost to the end of 2023. Hard to believe. So we want to hear from you with your thoughts on the real presence, 833 833- 2883986 are you a convert to the faith maybe uh, maybe you were kind of down poo-pooing the idea of the eucharist and then all of a sudden you entered RCIA or you just read something and got you curious love to hear from converts debbie who are, have come into the catholic church maybe because of what they've learned about the real presence of jesus so here's the phone number 8332883986 so I wanted to share something with our listeners um, uh, because we can we can learn a lot from um, what's out there on social media from some great priests that are doing some fine work on explaining the Eucharist during this Eucharistic revival. One of those priests, I believe, Jerry, um, I'm just going to humbly state who I follow, is Father Chris Alar. Mm -hmm. He does a phenomenal job at explaining um, the Eucharist, the Mass. Um, He really does a wonderful uh, YouTube uh, presentation in two parts for us. I would would definitely suggest that for our listeners. Maybe that should be your... um, you know, where you gather the family and, and watch a movie, we'll watch this YouTube presentation. The other thing is, is to read about um, Blessed Carlo Acutis, his book, My Son Carlo, written by his mother, Antonia Salzano, talks all about the importance of staying connected to God through the Eucharist. And that's why um, Blessed Carlo used to say it was his highway to heaven. The other, the other great saint um, I would, I would read about is Padre Pio, Saint Padre Pio, because he talks about what it truly means to go to Mass, what it means to be at Mass, what it, what, what it means for us, um, the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. He was so moved emotionally every time he celebrated Mass, every single time, and it's so important we learn from him the importance and the reverence and the respect we should have at Mass. So I was just stating that, Jerry, for our listeners, because I think I saw a couple comments come in that people are a little bit disappointed that we don't hear more about this uh, from our priests Hmm. during homilies. 
So do you have any comments on that, Jerry? No, no, I just, I, I, I love, you know, the, the examples that you gave, St. Padre Pio, Blessed Carlo Acutis. Um, there are some priests, uh, you know, who are very, very strong in preaching on that. Others, it's probably due to no fault necessarily. Maybe they just kind of uh, make their way through different topics to preach on. But I, I was struck, you know, recently I've been serving masses here in, in Daytona Beach at the Basilica of St. Paul. And uh, as many of our listeners know, I, I knew this before, but it just kind of struck me the other day. I was in the sacristy, and they have the beautiful vesting prayers that a priest goes through as he puts each of his different vestments on. And uh, there's also that uh, beautiful uh, saying, it says, Priest of God, celebrate this Mass as if it were your first Mass, your last Mass, your only Mass. Mm-hmm. Now think about that. If, if, if every man who was ordained to the priesthood only got to say one Mass— can you imagine how reverent, holy, um, devout that that would be? And the church obviously encourages priests to have that attitude and perspective going into every Mass. Well, and you know, the the great Saint Padre Pio had that exact, they said that every single Mass, even the Mass that he said the day before he died, um, he had that that feeling of 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 he put his they said he put his all of his mind all of his heart all of his soul into the mass and you know i will i will i will say this it's it's not always easy to do that because like i've been getting back into serving masses here and i've done it hundreds of times but it's been a couple two or three decades since i did so you know, my mind as I'm serving Mass is on, okay, what do I do next? What do I, I got to get this the for the priest? Of it. Yeah, the yeah. mechanics, mm-hmm. the duties of serving. And sure. so sometimes, you know, Mass comes and goes and I leave and I go, wow, you know, I guess I just received the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, 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 it's understandable. I want to try to be better about that. And I can only imagine priests too, Debbie, they get on the altar and, you know, the roof is leaking. They got to repair that. They don't have money in the budget. They've got, you mm-hmm. know, all kinds, they got to, the school is running a deficit and they've got to leave right after mass to take communion to the sick. And so I'm sure it's easy for priests to maybe get a little bit, you know, distracted. distracted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we all try to the best, the best of our ability to be focused and reverent and devout. Right. Right. Okay, so we will go back to the phones, but there's room for you. This is the Real Presence Show. We do this once a month on the first Friday of every month here at Take Two, and we really expect your participation. Please um, come in strong. Um, You don't have to be Catholic. Um, Maybe you just are kind of on the outside looking at the Catholic Church going, what is the focus? Why the focus? And we'll happily and joyfully share with you. 833-288-3986. And we'll go to our friend Trisha in Martinez, Georgia, on St. Paul Radio. Hi, Trish. Hi, guys. Oh, my gosh. Before I forget, Jerry, I'm so glad you are back in the seminary. You're going to make an awesome priest. Wow. Thank you. So, if anyway, if you pray me there, then I'll need a lot of God's <laughs> grace. But I'll do I've my best. I've been praying for you all for a long time. Well, <laughs> Man, this, so this is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, Jerry, first I prayed for you to get a wife, and then it, that wasn't working. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, God was saving you for Him. Yeah. So anyway, well, mm-hmm. I want to tell about uh, something that happened to me when I went to ad- adoration, probably about three or four weeks ago. I always took stuff in, a lot of people I see do, 
you know, like prayers to read or the Bible or, you know, special booklets. Mm-hmm. And I forgot mine in the car. So I thought about getting it. Then I went, no, I just felt like I should stay and look at Jesus. And I just felt like he was saying things to me. And I'm going to cheer up. It was so beautiful. I can't even tell you. And, you know, it was like, you're the beloved daughter of God. And, you know, just things so marvelous, thanking me for being a extraordinary minister, and I mean, I just, it was more than I could take in. It was so beautiful. Mm, Wow. Wow. Tricia, do you know what I sense? Well, I know because we're friends. Uh, What I sense, though, you want to always stay connected to God. You long for that. You love that. You need that. That's what blessed Carlo Acutis, that's what he said we should all strive for. So share with our listeners right now. You have a worldwide platform, Trish. Mm-hmm. What's in your heart? What's in your soul? Well, I it's amazing because I do pray also to Carlos Acutis. And um, I don't know, I also, since I was divorced, I um, have taken... Um, Joseph as my spouse. Mm, And it's kind of amazing. There's so many times, you know, learning to live by myself, there's a lot of things I can't figure out. He really hasn't let me down. And especially opening jars. I mean, I just, you know, I do everything you're supposed to, tap it with a knife kind of hard, use one of those things that twist it, and I pray and it opens. Mm. I don't know, I just don't think of him first. And I'm really excited. I got a new car, and all of a sudden I went, oh, my gosh, I can get it blessed. So the priest was there. This was yesterday. He, I saw him walking out kind of quickly to his car, so I said, Father Chris. And he stopped, and I asked him if he could bless it. I didn't know he had to get materials out. I didn't know there was, like, things to read, but it was so amazingly beautiful. Um, but I, but I yeah. love that about you, Tricia, because you have such, you are like a sponge. You're soaking it all in. You're loving it. It's like, it, uh, if I may say this, I mean, you're, you're an, uh, an amazing, accomplished, professional woman. You're, you're incredible and you're brilliant. Okay. But you're like, almost like a child that just walked into a, a candy store and you're looking at all the colors and all the flavors and everything. And you're like, wow, this is so cool. That's what I want others to hear. Don't you, Jerry? You want others to hear hear this so that they can feel that same excitement, Trish. Yes, I actually um, took as my confirmation name, St. Trish of Lusso, and, um, you know, she talks all about being like a child. And I had a sister who was always like a child, so I, I'm learning that. Um, but I've got to tell you, becoming Catholic is the most amazing thing that ever happened to me in the world. I've never been so happy, even the losses I've had. They're sad, but I'm over it because I have Jesus, and He fills up my heart. And I have a new way of doing devotions. I'm in Bible study. I've always kind of like read the Bible and stuff, but I'm spending about an hour after I get up, you know, just I have a booklet that a um, secular Franciscan gave me, Joyful Living the Gospel Day by Day. Mm-hmm. So I read that. Then this might sound kind of weird, but I just sort of randomly pick something from the Bible. It's always so good. Um, 
and I do write my prayers out to God. I find that, you know, words flow a lot easier. So, yep. And you too. You know, I came into the Catholic Church by listening to you, and God said to me, this is the truth. Mary's your mother. And do you remember the Bible study you did seven years ago where you took John 2, 5 as your life first? Do whatever he tells you. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't argue. I mean, no one else could argue with me. You know, they tried really hard. My pest pastor tried to intervene. My husband, friends, and um, but they couldn't shake me. I mean, God just told me what to do. Mm-hmm. And um, even though my husband told me he would divorce me if I became Catholic, and he did, I am healed of that sorrow I had. And um, I pray for him and his new wife They're on the first decade of the rosary every day, then the rest of my family, but Cheryl's first, then Stacy. Um, and I don't know, I, I, sometimes I feel like I can't get any more, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and Tricia, you probably heard earlier in the show, I mentioned that I'm, I'm helping to facilitate an adult faith formation program right now. And on Thursday night, so last night, um, we're, we're going working our way through um, some Scott Hahn videos right now on uh, the Eucharist and Scripture, the Lamb's Supper, and so forth. And last night's video, um, he was just, he told the really gut-wrenching story of how, you know, he just studied his way to a realization through the book of Revelation that the Eucharist was real, and, 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 and the, the book of Revelation really is all just a kind of laying out the mass before us. and But the thing that struck me the most is, is he, he said to Kimberly, his wife, I have to be obedient. You know, I have to be obedient to where God is, is leading me. And it almost led to their divorce. Kimberly was counseled by, by some of their friends to divorce Scott. She didn't do that. And a few years later, she became Catholic. So I, I'm bringing this all up because you mentioned you, you've gotten a lot of healing from the sorrow you were going through, and that's great. But I know deep in the depths of your heart, you want the, the, the fullness of truth for your former husband and his, his wife now. And I believe, Trisha, I really believe you're being faithful, you're being obedient, and the love and reverence and devotion you show to our Lord, especially in the Blessed Sacrament, um, your prayers for them are being heard. That first decade of the rosary is is, is sending powerful graces their way and, and all of the other people that you're praying for. So I just want to say thank you for that witness, and thank you for you know your prayers for us too here and, and being part of the Take-Two family. Oh, you're welcome. I also pray for my daughter and both my granddaughters mm-hmm. and my daughter's um, husband, too. Um, the, my granddaughters quit going to church when Stacy divorced me. I don't know why. Um, anyway, now they're 15, and none, um, they and Tiffany, my daughter, and Nathan, her husband, nobody goes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to bring them into the church, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you're so filled with joy. It radiates from you. You love the faith. And you just have to imagine that that's going to spill over on your daughter, your son-in-law, and the grandkids. Trisha, we love you. Thank you so much for gracing this Real Present show today on Take Two. Love you too, both of you. Bye-bye. God bless. That was a beautiful call. Yeah. 
I wanted to share with our listeners that our friends in Cleveland need to hear from you next week. AM 1260 The Rock is airing their 2023 Fall Pledge Drive Wednesday through Friday. So if you're listening in Cleveland or anywhere, please support your EWTN Catholic radio station. And I feel so honored to be able to host uh, that drive with Father Doug Brown. And Father Brown is a big uh, supporter and listener of um, of Take Two. And Jerry, he said, congratulations to you oh, being Kelly, back thanks. in yes, being back in priest in in priestly formation. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be in um, virtually in Cleveland for three days for the the pledge drive. But I just wanted to also share with all of our listeners, you know, right now there are pledge drives happening all around the country. Right now, the Station of the Cross has their final day today. You know, so if you're listening, if you hear our voices, you're listening because of of the hard work of people that really got that station started in your area. So when you step up and you give your $100 or your $1,000 or your $10,000, it goes a long way to help Catholic radio thrive into the future, not just survive. And I believe, I'm humbly saying this, but I believe it strongly, we need Catholic radio right now more than ever. And so please just do whatever you can to support your local Catholic radio station. And you mentioned you're doing that virtually, and, and that's uh, technology is awesome. It's enabled us to do a lot of things we couldn't do before. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm sure you would join me as I say, you know, there's something it, there's something about going there. You know, the days in the past, you know, when we used to travel to the stations and the different towns and cities and be with the listeners and the staff. Um, it's 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 much more cost effective now to do it the way you described, Debbie. But I know you like me. Uh, I have got so many beautiful beautiful memories of traveling around and doing myself close to 400 pledge drives. I know you've done probably a few hundred yourself by now as well. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. And I will tell you that, you know, times are tough and people are finding it difficult. Mm-hmm. And um, people have asked me, they say, well, do you find it difficult? Are you trying, you know, is it, isn't it hard for you to pay bills? Absolutely. Um, but I'm not going to give up supporting Catholic radio. I'm not doing it. And because it works in the minds and the hearts and the souls of others, I could cry thinking about it. And, you know, I think Tricia from Georgia is a perfect example of that. If we weren't on the radio, we would have never had our stand tall pilgrimages. We would have probably never have run into and met Tricia and become friends. And look how that has evolved into the most beautiful thing of, of, of Tricia walk, coming home to Holy Mother Church. I mean, and it's all because of Catholic radio. I believe God is using the radio airwaves to reach each and every person. It's so important. And you know what? That's why it's so difficult to raise the money for it sometimes. Because I, because let's face it, Jerry, you know, we, we work with Adam Bly, religious demonologist, and the demons are constantly, um, you know, when there's resistance, we know we're doing something good. And I always say to Adam, Adam, what do we do? What do we do when we have this resistance? And this is what he says to me, quite honestly. He's like, Debbie, just stay focused and keep going. And I'm like, okay, Adam, you know, and I'm like, but it's true. But in you think about it, you know, there's like three or 4% of the people listening to Catholic radio give to Catholic radio. That number should be much higher. If you're listening, there's a lot of costs behind the scenes, you know, by you turning on that radio in your car, there's a lot of costs, the towers, the utilities, it goes on and on the engineering. We, they really need your support and it's not a lot you have to give, but if we all gave a little together, 
we could make this thing just fly into the future so that our kids and our grandkids can find their way back home to Holy Mother Church through Catholic Radio. So that's my um, little soapbox because I'm, I feel so passionate about it. I want all of the stations, uh, all the affiliates, EWTN affiliates and EWTN to be uh, fully funded from now until Jesus returns. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And you wanted to talk about some pilgrimages. Um, it's just kind of exciting because it does revolve around the Eucharist. So uh, Absolutely. Well, you mentioned the, the stand tall pilgrimages that we were doing rather informal around the country. We just choose a location, some venues, and we, we line up some books, some, you know, some, some hotels, you know, get set aside some hotel rooms. We just, in, at, you have to get there to where we're going. You have to get yourself there, lodge yourself, feed yourself and everything. But we have, we've had very, successful pilgrimages in various parts of the country and we are Debbie and I are very very close to possibly announcing the next one COVID kind of just uh, shut us all down but Debbie I think we're ready to get back out there and I'm excited about what we were talking what we are discussing and I know there's take two family listeners going oh come on tell us right now but you know in soon enough well we should have some details on this you're not even going to share the the state of and the United States of where we're going to be because I know Trisha is mm-hmm. going to say how close is it to Georgia let's put it this way Trisha you can drive there <laughs> it's just south of you Yes. <laughs> in this little state called Florida, where I am. <laughs> so yeah, we're very excited. This is huge. And we, we've been wanting to get um, back into pilgrimages um, in the US and go all around because it helps everyone. It helps uh, all of us stay connected as the Take-Two family. It helps us grow in our faith. Um, it helps the diocese that we enter in um, when we enter in for a pilgrimage. They love it because we can do the show on location. Um, also, it helps Catholic Radio because if Catholic Radio is in that area, they usually jump on and they, they're helping us promote it. And it's, it's a win-win all the way around for God and for everybody that attends. And we're super excited about it. And yes, Jerry, um, I'm, I'm so happy we can announce it hopefully for spring of, of 2024. Amen. Amen to that. Real quickly, we're winding down the show here. I, I got to remind, uh, remind you before we end that Register Radio is a program here on EWTN Radio, and it's with Jeanette DeMello and Dr. Matthew Bunsen. And in a busy week at the Vatican, the Synod on Synodality meetings began. A new apostolic letter, Laudate Deum, was released, and the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith responded to doubts raised by some bishops and cardinals. Register Radio gives a report from the ground with Register Senior Editor Jonathan Lytle, as well as an analysis from Father Raymond D'Souza. Register Radio is going to be an important episode Saturday afternoon at 4 Eastern Time and Sunday morning at 11 Eastern. Eastern time here on EWTN radio. So just a couple things, because it's probably a good time that we can do a little like three or four minutes of housekeeping of what's going on um, with um, take two and and things coming up. Um, Just looking ahead for tomorrow. So we only, you know, we don't look too far ahead because, you know, we're not, we're not even promised tomorrow. So we want to do the right thing today. Um, So we do the next right thing. But tomorrow um, we have the spirit world, Jerry, and we're going to, Adam and I will be talking about Our Lady of the Rosary, Our Lady of 
of Victory, the Battle of mm-hmm. Lepanto. So it's going to be a very powerful show, and it will be live, so folks can call in on the spirit world. And that's at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, you can hear it right here on EWTN Radio. Also, Jerry, on our Stand Tall um, coaching platform, we have new coaches coming on board. They'll be coming on um, this month and next month, so please... Um, please uh, check it out. Uh, You know, at the end of this month or early November, you'll get to meet some of the new coaches and that's at standtalltoday.com. So many of you have asked if we're going to be doing those webinars again. Yes, Adam Bly has committed to two more webinars. So that's exciting. We've got the pilgrimage we're planning for next year. And then also uh, at the beginning of 2024, Jerry and I will announce our big focus for 2024. You know how we always issue those challenges that everybody takes on and goes deeply like we did with St. Joseph, like we did with the rosary. We have another one for 2024. So we're very excited about that. So lots of things are happening. And Jerry, um, we're just, you know, we're hanging on for this amazing ride, you know? Well, we are, and we love sharing it with you, the Take-Two family. Um, you really inspire and motivate us, uh, you know, on, on the air and off, I should say, because you send us so many uh, beautiful emails. In fact, um, maybe at some point I'll be able to share some something about a particular email that we received from a dear, dear friend of the show named Lauren. Lauren, if you're listening right now, I know I owe you an email return. Um, she sent a very, very powerful um, email about a story uh, with her family and, and involving her son, but mm-hmm. we, we, I'm not going to do it now, but maybe, maybe we can share it confidentially at some point, Lauren, because you are such a sweet, sweet soul. And I'm, I'm on her prayer list. I'm, she prays uh, daily for, I think, 116 priests. Nice. And I was seminarian number 33 on her list. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And you can reach Jerry. You can always email Jerry at seminaryjerry at gmail.com. That's how you can meet that's how you can meet. Mm-hmm. You can reach Jerry and um, and talk to him um, by email directly. Also, I just want to say, Joseph just said, this is back on our topic of the real presence. Joseph said he would recommend uh, signing up for, for adoration during the one of the late night hours or early morning hours because um, God just produces amazing uh, graces and blessings. Joseph, Oh my goodness. I couldn't agree with you more. I had 1 a.m., 1 a.m. Thursday for a year and I loved it. And the, you're, you're spot on. The, ble- the blessings and the graces flow for taking that um, middle of the, the night adoration time. Well, thank you for making this another great conversation. Glad we had a few minutes there to give you some updates on the ministry here at Take Two and Stand Tall. I am Jerry Usher for Debbie Giorgiani and the show team, Ace, Jeff, Matt, and affiliates. We always want to make sure and thank you for carrying the program. We feel like it's a plus for your station. We hope that you feel the same way, and we look forward to being back with you on Monday for another beautiful topic. Uh, Do you feel like an outsider in your own family? Debbie, that's Monday. Oh, that's going to be a big one on Monday. We're going to have a lot to share. Okay, you guys. Okay, here we go. Now you can get started with your weekend. Until we meet on Monday, have a beautiful and blessed weekend. We ask St. Joseph, please pray for us.